So, fellas, how was y'all? Uh, how was y'all weekend this week? I know uh, the Fourth of July came and went, and all that good stuff. But how was how was y'all weekend? Did you do anything special for the Fourth? Any cooking? Any anything along those lines? Uh, weekend was cool, man. Had a lot going on. Couldn't even get out the crib like that. So, believe it or not, I ain't even get to cook, man. I hit up about three people. Like, hey, bring me a plate, no dice. So, I've been over mm. here eating. Been over here eating, eating home cooked nine, nine Fourth of July food, man. Uh, uh, that's 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 uh that's interesting. That's I'm gonna tell you what I you know uh, Michael Irvin went on a rant recently about how we losing recipes and, and how you know men ain't learning how to build, <laughs> women ain't learning how to cook, and this 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 Fourth of July confirmed that for me, man. I Fourth of July is supposed to be the easiest food. It's supposed to be the simplest. Man. You throw some hot dogs on the grill. You throw some hamburgers on the grill. You throw some bratwurst on the grill if you want to get fancy. Throw some ribs on there if you really like that. And that's pretty much it, man. I, this Fourth of July, I, you know, the, the actual fourth, everything was copacetic. But before the fourth, you know, when you when you sure they want to take you on the world tour to all the friends' house and all that and you at the friends giving friends house and the, the, they got trail mix and whatnot. And you sitting up there like it's the Fourth of July, dog. Why you got trail all? Mix all I'm asking that? is, has there ever been a friends giving that hit? I, and, and you know what? Here's the thing. I, I think that everybody for friends giving should know what time it is and just yeah. be like, hey, call Domino's, call. Yeah, Pizza but, Hunt, but look. Call- Here's here's my thing. Now, I don't want to be like an ageist person or like, you know, get a group of people and put them in one group. But people our age like can't cook like that, bro. Like like it's not the same. You like you it's, it's not it's not really our fault, though, because most of us got like three, four five jobs running two. Yeah, yeah, on the yeah. Side. Like, you know, that's facts. Women, that's facts. women in the 90s wasn't working at the call center and nails <laughs> by me and Lux by me. And we booking trips to Punta Cana and Tulum. It wasn't and, like and doing real estate and doing exactly, forex. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. I don't care about your HFX, your GFX. I don't get, get it out of my DMs. <laughs> Anywho, Chris, how was your 4th of July weekend, man? Well, how was everything with you? <laughs> Sheesh, I don't even want to say it after y'all said that. I mean, I, I was kind of straight. I was I was in Connecticut, went to one neighbor house, and they had barbecue. Then we went next door to the next neighbor house. They had more barbecue. It was straight. I mean, mm. it was good. It was, I ain't gonna lie, that that that, that pasta salad just wasn't it. Nice. They could have kept that, but everything else was pretty solid, you know. They had, See, they had that, pecans in there or something. No, it was just like it, it has an extra crunch. Again, why are y'all trying different <laughs> stuff on Fourth of July? If you know that you not like that, like you gotta be you gotta be somebody special to do anything besides burger, hot dog, chips, little hug juices, sprite. Like right. you got to be something special to go outside that box, and like everybody is just thinking like, "Oh yeah, like I'm I might yeah. not be Jordan, but I'm Pippin." No, no, like, you're not. Like what y'all, <laughs> what y'all said though, man. I mean, this generation, we gonna be the people that hopefully we the people. I, I think we going to that. We gonna be the people that retire early, all that stuff. You know, have time for our family because they ain't got time learning how to cook I'll tell you that I <laughs> well I'll I tell you what when we when we retire early hopefully all our kids and grandkids ain't having to drive Uber and DoorDash cause I mean right. that's that's the only way we gonna be eating if don't nobody know how to cook we, you know, <laughs> men used to talk about having to lie about that shorty cooking back in the day and all three of us 
was like, yeah, it's worse now. <laughs> it's a whole different <laughs> hey, ball man. game. Oh, I, I don't understand why they don't do trial runs no more, man. Like you can't just you can't just bring out a new recipe on Fourth of July and be like, I'm going to try, I'm going to try grapes in the in the, in the <laughs> and, and, like. And, and, we we're we I, and you know what we want to get into the show. We don't want to talk about this all day. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, I remember the video the woman from Florida who was like, uh, "Don't experiment on Thanksgiving," and like that applies right. to all holidays. That cook when you cooking the the when you want to do raisins in your food, bring it out on August. Right? Yeah, exactly. bring it out on a random August. You got a couple of friends over and, and take go. a little survey. Take a little there survey. Oh, there you go. Because you know what? If it's trash, two people are gonna be like, mm, or, or, it didn't or, really or, hit like that. Or, or how about your sister come through, your cousin come through? Hey, I tried something new. Taste this for me. You right. Know what I mean, that's all it is. It ain't that's no- like that's to, to transition into the show. That's like we get into the finals, and Giannis got the bag that we know he got, and he like it's the NBA finals. I'm about to try these step back threes. Like hey. no, we're supposed to do that in February. It's time for me to hit that that Chris Paul cross tween spin turn. That's that's it's time for that. But anywho, it's time for us to get into the show, man. We got a great show for y'all. Like like Josh just alluded to, we got the NBA finals on deck. We got uh we got the NBA draft on deck. And man, we got some teams that are now trying to figure out where to go from here as far as uh their season being over in the future. And these college athletes getting paid, y'all. They get we got Zaxby's deals, we got two million dollar deals, we got right. hey, we got every every type of deal you can imagine. Even Barstool getting in on the action. We ain't gonna talk about that much. But we got plenty of NIL coming up. So does that that sound like a good show to y'all? Sound very good. Yes, sir. All righty. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over Axe Crew. We got the master of the mix and master, Josh Gotten in the building. That is I. And we got the money man, the man with the plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got the little old MC. That is me, Kenton Gibbs. And ladies and gentlemen, we cannot start this thing off any way other than talking about these NBA finals that are coming up. Okay. Now, both conference final series went to six games, correct? Correct. Yeah. So while the Suns had a little more rest than the Bucks, you know, both teams have had some injury problems so far with CP3 being out early and uh, Devin Booker having to have his nose reset and taking another big shot in, I believe it was game five or six. Giannis with the hyperextension. It's a lot going on on both sides as far as the health is concerned. So going forward for the finals, what are your predictions? So I've been saying this essentially since the Suns beat the Lakers, I've been saying um, that we about to go ahead and get Suns winning the NBA championship. But the more I thought about it, thought about it a lot over the past couple of days. I got to go Bucks and six. And, and, and here and here's the reason. Here's the reason. It's time for Chris Paul to get a championship. This is like the whole, this is the, the overarching story. This is the end to his story. Even if he continues to play some more, this is essentially, you know, the pinnacle of what Chris Paul's career will be is winning this championship. But I looked at the history of basketball and you don't get that many like one-off champions uh, in the sport. I mean, we saw the, the Raptors sneak one in there. And you think about it, that's about the only like one-off NBA champion that we've had over the course of the past like 30 years, right? Um, and if you look at it from that perspective, 
through the history of time, you had players like Bird, you had players like Magic, you had players like Jordan, you had the Shaq, you had Kobe, you had LeBron. And if you look at these players that's considered like faces of the league, they always have their growing pains and then they get over that hump. And once they get that taste of victory, yeah, then that's their turn to run the league. And I think it's time for that for Giannis. Giannis has had a lot of growing pains over the past four years. He lost to Miami when we didn't expect him to. He lost a series the year before that we didn't expect him to. And I think this is, I don't think that the Suns is that obstacle that's going to keep Giannis back from winning the championship for one more year. I don't think it's the Suns. Okay. All right. Josh, what you thinking, man? What, what you thinking? Chris, but anyway. I'm sorry. Chris, what you thinking? My bad. My bad. Uh, I'm all over the place today. My bad. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. It's tough, man, because with the news about Giannis, he's un, like, they uncertain if he's even going to start the series off. And we saw the Suns come out blazing. They come out guns are blazing in that game one. And the Bucks, I don't know what it is with them in game ones, but they play absolutely horrible. Shout out Blanco for saying Hawks and shit. Blanco was wrong, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the 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 Bucks, they just they I don't know what it is. They they play terrible basketball in game ones. Like they just do. And for some reason, I feel like the Sun's gonna come out about firing, firing, firing game one. So Especially without Giannis. If Giannis doesn't play, I don't see a, a world where the Bucks win. So if Giannis could come back by game two, I'm gonna go with the Bucks. Just because I think the Suns have had it so easy and the Clippers series kind of exposed the team that they really are. Like I was saying after they beat the Lakers, Suns, Suns, Suns. But I think those games to Clippers where they let Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris and Paul George get at them. I think that kind of exposed them for the team they really are. They're a young team. They're a good team, but they're a young team. Point blank, period. Drew Holiday, veteran. Chris Middleton is now a veteran. Giannis, technically now a veteran. Brooke Lopez stepped up when Giannis was out. He's a veteran. It's a lot of vets on that. P.J. Tucker, veteran. That whole starting five lineup is all vets. You got Devin Booker. It's not too many times you see a player in his first playoff run win a title. And that's why I'm saying Bucks. exactly. Bucks and six with Giannis. If Giannis can come back by game two, but if 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 Giannis doesn't play until game three, four, maybe I'm gonna go Suns and five because I I, I don't I, Middleton being a number one. If, if if Middleton being number one gets you a title, the league is gonna be a lot different next year. I'll say that. I'll say that the league is gonna be a lot different. I'm I'm gonna tell you this. The 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 what we're seeing this year is the aberration year. We will never see this yeah. again. We've already talked about how many guys have been hurt. Me and Chris have argued about this ad nauseum about the reasons that all these guys are hurt, but that's another story for another time. But this championship to me is going to be a, a matter of the supporting cast. And while I do think that Giannis is the best player individually in this series, I think he also has the best supporting cast. Um, and this this is one of those things where, you know, it's, it's not just the fighters that make fights. It's the styles that make fights, right? So, like, if you got a, a heavy – if you got a guy with a heavy left hand, but the guy that he's fighting got a straight that just puts everybody down that he's fighting, well, the straight is going to be faster than the, the hook, even if the hook guy is the better fighter. And in this situation, you've got a Suns team that they're fast, they're active, they – they are hungry. They're gritty. This Bucks team is poised. 
their experience. They have taken some blows. They have taken, and I'm going to quote one of my favorite characters from one of my favorite shows ever, Omar Little of the Wire. How can you expect (laughs) to run with the wolves at night if you sparring with the puppies during the day? Just during this playoff run alone, the Bucks have been tested by the best that the East and really that the league maybe has to offer. As far as in these playoffs, what teams were bringing. They've, they've beat it all. Their first round series was against um, their first round series was against the Heat. The Heat were better than the Bucks made them look. Like the Bucks dominated them. That was not a bad Heat team. You put them against almost any other team, they could steal a game. The next series against the Nets. Come on, dog. Even without Kyrie, even with a limp James Harden, you're still looking at a situation where Kevin Durant was putting up transcendent performances and coming up short. Not because of Giannis. Not, let's be honest. Giannis did not win that, that next right. series. It was the supporting cast. And then when you look at the Hawks, Giannis wasn't even there for most of the time. Now, granted, Trey Young getting hurt definitely helped. Trey Young getting hurt definitely. They were up. The, the Hawks were up like 14 or 15 when uh, – oh, no, no, no. They were up when Giannis got hurt. They weren't up when – yeah, yeah. So that's that's the point. They were up big when Giannis got hurt, but Trey Young getting hurt definitely turned the tide of that series. Um, but that Hawks team, coached by the guy that I believe is the best coach in the league right now, in Nate McMillan, with some bona fide scores. To me, you add a defensive coach to some bona fide scores, you got a dangerous team, right. uh, regardless of what you're looking at roster wise. So. I think that the the Bucks have just had the tougher goal so far, and I think that they're going to be ready, especially stylistically. If Chris Paul is your floor leader, great. They got Drew Holiday for that. And Chris Middleton, while he is streaky and up and down offensively, defensively, you know he's going to do what he got to do every night. And that up against um, Devin Booker is going to be tough. And DeAndre Ayton is going to play the best defensive center he's played all playoffs in Lopez. And I, I mean that very genuinely. He has not seen anybody who is as good defensively as Lopez. the Clippers didn't even have a center. Clippers didn't exactly. have a center in that series. So and, 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 you ain't about that. You better just make Zubox like that. He didn't play. He didn't play. He was hurt. He played. He didn't play a little. I think he played. He, he played, played, he played the game first one. three games. He played the first three games. I didn't think he played the first three. Yeah, he's yeah. Up yeah. He he played a couple games and he that was it. So I mean that's that's just my take on it. I, I think I, that they've been sparring listen. with puppies. It ain't been their fault, but they've been sparring with puppies. Listen, it's, listen. It's reality. Where did Chris Middleton turn into third quarter clay? Have y'all been seeing Chris Middleton third quarters? Yeah. But yeah. It, it's it's because it's because he's been catching too much slander. Like everybody's like, <laughs> oh, Giannis is out. Well, Drew Holiday, time to show and prove. And Chris was right. like, bro, I'm a, I'm a max guy. <laughs> like, what are y'all? And everybody's like, yeah, but you're like the a max, max guy in Milwaukee. Guy. Yeah. You're not like a max guy. You're like a max. <laughs> you, you you just somebody that came over to Milwaukee. You know it's just, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I mean, when, when I'm looking at this situation, I just think it's about the team that's played the better team so far, and I think that that's what um, I think that's what Milwaukee has done. So, if, if are there any players that you see as X factors outside of the obvious stars in? Uh, Devin Booker, CP3, and Giannis. And we'll even throw in Chris Middleton, I guess, since 
he's he's been the guy for them. You, you got to throw Middleton in there, and I think it's not uh, any one person we can pinpoint that'll like turn a tide of the series. But I think it's just a matter of what role players perform outside of those core stars, and just like like Gibbs said, from an experience standpoint. It's a lot of young dogs over there in Phoenix that may not be ready for that moment in the NBA Finals. And I'm not saying they're not going to get there, but not this year when you have people on uh, Milwaukee that is going through those trials and tribulations year after year after year. We've been watching Brooke Lopez go through it for the past 10 years. We've been watching Holiday go through it for the past 10 years. We've been watching uh, P.J. Tucker get put out by the Warriors for like the past eight seasons. So those those guys, I think they're a little more hungry. And then when the Warriors finally went down, he was like, yes, I'm good. And then Brown walked out with AD. And he was like, man, what you Can't doing? Have nothing in this house. Can't have nothing. Chris. Chris, what you thinking, man? Who's your X-Factor player outside man, of this Y'all going to hate me for this. Y'all are going to hate me for this. But they play the same position on both teams. People have been underestimating this guy all playoff run in the West. Michael Bridges may be the best cutter in the NBA. Um, Bro, if you go watch all of the games back, if you go rewatch all the games back, Michael Bridges, they'll be the team will be on an 80-plus run against the Suns. Michael Bridges in them backdoor cuts gets them out those runs quick. He'll get two buckets back to back quick. Not to mention he's shooting 40% from three. Above 40% from three all season long. So you could count him to knock it down. So you got to play him out there. And he's sneaky with the back door. So he getting buckets. So I'm going to go Mikael Bridges for the Suns. If he can keep that up, I think they in good shape. Well, as the biggest guy on the show, I got to be the guy to go with the big. If I'm, I'm going to tell you, the guy that I have, I know that I've been a DeAndre Ayton stand account for some time. I know I've been riding with him for forever. But I think he's been instrumental to the Suns' run so far. Yeah. However, however, it is the center on the other team to me that as he goes, I believe this series goes. As Lopez goes, I am guaranteeing you this series goes. And by as he goes, I don't mean he got to put up crazy numbers. He has to contain Aiden. If he can hold Aiden to under, under 12 points a game and he himself can put up maybe 10 if he could hold DeAndre Ayton under 10, basically if he could outscore Ayton and score 10 points a game, the, the Bucs are going to win this series easily. Like that's – Ayton has been a very underrated or a very ignored part of the Suns' success because when they go small lineups, if you put him out there, he has been switching on everything. He has been playing good perimeter defense and protecting the rim well and being an elite rebounder and – post score so you can't really play small against them so if Lopez can find a way to either get him in foul trouble or find a way to just neutralize him or at least contain him I'm seeing the Bucks taking this easily I I got a question for y'all though man um if you're if you're Bud Budenholzer over there in Milwaukee who do you put in a lineup to contain players because you got Jay Crowder Michael Bridges Devin Booker right in the the right. two, three, four. Do you play PJ Tucker still? Because to me, I feel like PJ Tucker's a liability almost in this series. Because mm, because Michael Brothers darted to the rim. Jay Crowder's been everywhere. Like Jay Crowder, uh, it's been it's clear that he's the recipe you need to to make a deep playoff run because he plays his role perfectly. 
The last not, 10 years, he's been playing the role perfectly. I, I think you put P.J. Tucker on Bridges. Even though Bridges is younger, he got quick legs. He a lot faster than him. He's an excellent cutter that a lot of people haven't noticed. Um, throughout the course of a game, he got to play both sides of the ball. He's not going to be on offense cutting all game. And from a physical standpoint, I think P.J. Tucker got enough veteranship in him to wear him down as much as he needs to to maybe slow down a little bit of that moving around the court. Yeah, and also it's, it depends on how Monty Williams play it. If Monty Williams play it like he keep the small ball and he keep that rolling, that would make it a little tougher for CJ. But if Dario Sarge play good minutes, then you definitely going to have a need and a use for P.J. Tucker in that case. Because, I mean, honestly, P.J. Tucker is a guy that he's always asked to guard the other team's best player if they're not a backcourt guy. Right. So, I mean, in this series, he obviously ain't going to be on Aiden. That's not going to happen. That's fish food for days. But in that front court, he may be matched up with Bridges. If Sars play good minutes, that that's a role for him to play. You forgetting Cameron Johnson too? Not, uh, oh not yeah, and, Johnson. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I know you're talking about uh, Johnson yeah. number twenty three. What's what's yeah. that boy's name? I can't well, think of his first name. Johnson, name. Johnson, Johnson, Johnson. Yeah, I know Tyler. No, not no, Tyler. not Tyler Johnson. This is Cam Johnson, ain't it? Yeah, it is Cam Johnson. It's Cam. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right, okay. It's Cam Johnson. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Cam Johnson. Uh, so yeah, it's, if it, he'll he'll have a role as long as Sarge Johnson play good minutes, he'll he'll definitely have a role out there. So moving on, we're gonna take y'all through the draft order real quick. Uh, so number one, of course, me and Josh's Detroit Pistons. You know what I mean? Kay Cunningham, come on, come on, get your blade dance ready. Get Man, your blade dance ready, Kay. I, I'm 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 gonna wait. I'm gonna save my blade dance until after the draft, bro. Ah, smart man. Don't, smart don't man. Tell, don't tell me you think the Pistons gonna sell. Okay, don't don't tell me that. It's 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 two possible scenarios oh. in which I see. Oh, stop. one either the Pistons fumble the bag and don't get Cade, stop, or stop, stop. even though Cade <clears throat> is the unanimous number one pick for obvious reasons. I don't think we've seen enough to where we can say, like, this is the transcendent player. If one of these players came out in five years, they had a better first five years than Kate, I wouldn't be shocked. What? I wouldn't be shocked. Kate, wait, 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 wait. Okay, now, hold on now. Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. The way scouts are talking about him, they're holding him in this regard. Like, it's that- uh, Mike Cole, Brian Kate. No, no, and that's what I'm saying. Have you, like, all right, listen. So for those of you who don't know, I run Locked On Wolfpack. I got to pay a lot of attention to college sports. Kay Cunningham is literally Ben Simmons, like with a very good jump shot, a little less athleticism. Like that is who he is in real life. He is everything that they say he is. I mean, ironically, he's going to the Pistons. His game reminds me very much of Grant Hill, a young Grant Hill. Yes. Yet that with less athleticism. But that, everything else, this man was dropping 40 balls with like his next best teammate is not going to see. His next best teammate is going to see maybe. uh, uh, Not even Shanghai. His next best teammate is going to be playing with Costa Kufis out there in uh, 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 <laughs> Barcelona. So. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's that's where he's going to be at. So I mean, to honestly, Kate is is everything that they advertise him to be. If the Pistons fumble that, I'm done with the Pistons franchise. I'm sorry, I ain't got. They, no they, more they have to take him. They have to take him. I ain't got no more love. For if you Pistons. don't take them, what do you do? You trade that pick and go get like a star. Like what? What do you get better? <laughs> Honestly, there's there's not a single star in the NBA that's like up for trading. That I'm like, 
it makes sense. Like, I mean, honestly, way. even if it was one that was up for trading, I wouldn't do it. I would just take Cade and see what you can do. Because you're still not going to be win. Right. You're not going to be win now. You're going to have star player with some bums around him, and then you're going to have less space to get more players because you're paying a max deal. Listen, unless the 76ers was trying to get Ben Simmons and Embiid, that's the only <laughs> way I'd be like, oh, yeah, take K, bro. You can have it. But everybody else, ain't no way. Uh, after that, we got Chris's Houston Rockets. Hey! Chris, Chris, how, how do you think How do you think your boys are going to get uh, Kevin Porter Jr. some help out there? Man? Listen, bro, it's already it's, – it's dang near all but confirmed, bro. Have you seen how tight Kevin Porter and Jalen Green been? They've been so okay. tight on the gram everywhere. We get Jalen right. Green. We have two six six uh guys in the front court. Come on, I mean back court. Come on, now. you you don't see that too often in the league, man. Two six six guys with handles and agility, and one of them can play well, defense. Come on well, now, come on now. So with come the way Cleveland, now. with the way Cleveland is shopping around Sexton, it it seems all but a lock that they probably gonna take Suggs at that three spot. So I mean, you're looking at one two and well, three. Well, I don't know. They talking about Mobley. Okay. All right. I, I don't, now, now, let's 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 talk about this for a minute, right? Because a lot of people have been talking about Mobley at that three spot. Mobley is today's big man. He can shoot threes. He right. is a good rim defender. He's a good rim runner. Absolutely. But let me ask you this. How long are the Cavaliers going to keep doing this eight big rotation? How long? How long? They ship drumming out. Kevin Love should be free this year, honestly. Like, if we be honest, Kevin Love's probably going to get traded this year. Man, listen. Or bought out. Because he on the last year of his deal, I believe. Dan Gilbert got to be at his office with, a, with the biggest glass of, of Scotty Pippen bourbon you ever seen playing. Free yourself <laughs> by Fantasia Barino every time he think about Kevin Love. Because I know he's sick of him. I listen, know he's so sick of him. Kevin Love probably out of there. You got Jared Allen. Mobley theoretically could run the four. But I don't like him at the floor being that tall because I think he's about seven feet, ain't he? Yeah. I don't like, unless you Kevin Durant, I really don't like seven footers playing anything but the four or, I mean, but the five. Uh, like even Giannis, he's 6'11. I, I, I like him playing the five. I would put Giannis at the five if that was me, but that's just me. But um, Mobley, I don't like him at the four. So you got Jared Allen. Jared Allen, to me, He's not a starting five in the league on a good team. On a good right. team, I don't think what? so. What? I don't think so. On a good team, I, I think. It, that I he's, think if you've got a backcourt that is scoring right. heavy, he's your five. Oh yeah, you scoring heavy, five, but yeah, a five but, that a five that's not gonna need touches. A five that's not gonna be like, hey, dump it off to me right. in the post. Like I need to slow the offense down. It needs to come through me every now and then. That's not Jared. I, 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 I think it depends on the team. If he in a, if he, I mean, of course they got Wiseman out, but if he was in a Golden State or if this was a Clippers situation, oh, yeah, Jared Allen yeah. can definitely be a DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, if he yeah, was with the yeah, Clippers yeah, right now, yeah. I, if he was with the Clippers right now, the Suns would have been they packed but him what, in. What, 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 what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, if if I got Jared Allen, I'm not opposed to putting him, bringing him off the bench. You know what I mean? Like. He's not somebody that like no. He has to start. Oh you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, okay. Yeah, I that's what I mean by that. Yeah, true, yeah. true. Now, so, so, but it's been talks that Cleveland might trade Sexton and that third pick to go get a star. Because apparently the Cleveland organization Sexton's been a problem in the locker room. They said that he doesn't know how to play basketball. Still, they saying that his team gets bullied because all they do is throw the ball to Sexton and tell him to go get buckets. So it's been a lot in the media about that. I, I doubt Cleveland does that. 
I'm gonna tell you this. I mean, are they are they regarding that? Are they getting rid of that Sexton Garland combination? Yeah, Sexton is over. Sexton is over. Uh, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna just. There's been problems in Cleveland's locker room long before Sexton got there. There will be problems long after Sexton leaves. Sexton ain't the problem. Sexton is not the problem in Cleveland. And I'm gonna just. I'm gonna leave that right where it is because they had problems the first time they had Brown. They had they had the number one pick what two out of three times when Brown was gone, or two out of four times when Brown was gone, and then right after he came back, what happened? Top five picks again. That team section ain't the problem, and I'm gonna leave it there. Listen, listen, one more tick though. If Jalen Green played in college, he would be the number one pick in my eyes. If he played in college, Cade is that deal, kid. But Jalen Green in that G League? I'm I'm not saying this because the Pistons got the number one pick. Even if even what team do I hate the most in the NBA? If, <laughs> um, uh, I, you know what? It, it's really not a team that the Kings. The Kings. <laughs> if the Kings listen, listen, here's the thing. I actually love what the Kings represent. I love the like, even though they're the capital of the large one of the larger states in America, they're still like a small market or whatever, because they're close to LA. I, I love what the Kings represent, but what how they actually run their franchise, poverty. Even if the Cavs had the first overall pick, because I hate the Cavs too. They're, they're a disgusting group of, of human beings. But even if the Cavs had no one pick, I would say Cade is the guy. Like, that's just, you don't really play around with that. But I'm going to tell you this. Jalen Green has apparently been a walking bucket ever since he's been in the G League. So I understand the argument. I get it. But to me, I'm always looking at, at the end of the day, if I'm projecting, like, at the height of your powers, what you're going to be able to do, to me, Cade is, is the scariest guy. If we don't take Jalen Green, I won't be on the show that week. I promise y'all. <laughs> I prom- <laughs> if we take Mobley, I prompt y'all have to find somebody to sit right here in my seat because I won't hey, be. Hey, Blanco, if you're here for King Slander, you're going to be here every week because I'm going to find a way <laughs> to fit a smidge of King Slander in every time. But here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't think Jalen Green is the uh, end-all, be-all because I got a sleeper pick in there. I think Jonathan Kaminga is going to be a really good player in the NBA, man. Mm, wait, is that the uh, Israeli one or what? Who is which? Which one is Kaminga? Um, I don't remember exactly where he's from, minus, but I've seen a few of his games. Kaminga uh, was in was in the G League. He played for the for the Ignite, I think. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got you. He's, got he's you. like he's like a tweener. He remind me of like a modern day. He was a player that had that same like kind of like strong post outside. He reminded me like a modern day like Antoine Jameson. Mm, okay. All right. Antoine at the height of his powers. He he was a Antoine problem. was was a, was he, a was a he was on yeah. he was on that OA Celtics team, wasn't he? No, 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 no. no, no. He was a cast. No, he was with Washington, yeah, Washington in no way. He was with Gilbert, wasn't he? Wait, so when did he come to the Cavs? He was with the Cavs. I, I think that Cavs. was Brian last year. Oh, I think that was okay. like an attempt to get Brian like some help there yeah, like, yeah, getting yeah, Antoine yeah. Jameson. I think mm. in 08, he was with Gilbert. Antoine ain't had not a knee left in the world when they brought Brian. <laughs> Them knees said, huh? I'm supposed to be help. You mean like the help like sweeping <laughs> up? Hey, he 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 had them Tibbs knees. Them Tibbs knees. Wait. Also, hey, listen, New York gonna be in trouble in a couple years here because them young boys, who are we? Anywho, uh, Toronto is next after that. Then we got Orlando, Oklahoma City, Golden State. Orlando again from Chicago. The Sacramento Kings, uh, New Orleans, Charlotte, San Antonio, Indiana, Golden State, uh, Washington, Oklahoma City again, Memphis, Oklahoma City again, 
um, the Knicks, <laughs> Atlanta. Uh, now this okay. That's also the Knicks, the Lakers, Houston twice, the Clippers, the Nuggets, Brooklyn, Philly, Phoenix, and Utah. So with that, uh, with that draft order as it stands right now, we're just letting you know OKC has way too many first round picks, <laughs> and they're hoping that if they draft everyone. Uh, the rest of the NBA just won't have anyone left to draft. But with that being said, we're going to move on uh, to the Clippers and Hawks, the two runners-up in their respective conferences, right? Now, I I think that the answer here is obvious, but we got to ask it because we've asked it for every other team who lost past the second round. Where do the Hawks go from here? I'm going to start this one off by saying I don't think the Hawks should go or do anything. I think they should leave this team as is, leave the core where it is, hold still because everybody's young. Everybody's going to be a little bigger, a little stronger, a little faster coming back. And Cam Reddish now has the confidence to understand I'm a future star in this league. So just let that ride as it is. What are y'all thinking as far as where the Hawks go from here? Um, yeah, just like Blanco just said in the chat, only way is up. If I'm a Atlanta, I don't change a thing. Um, the way this team is currently composed, I see how you can fear in the NBA when everybody is, um, where you assume at least everybody's going to be healthy next year, see if they can perform against those rosters and those teams. Um, and then also you, you get this at least one more year with this with this composition. You're gonna to have to change a few things when you got players like Gallinari and things like that in a rotation because they're getting up there in age. So you may have to move those pieces around. But I say for at least one more year, you got your coach of the future, you got your core of the future with Trey Young, with with a herder, with um with with Collins. It's no change you should make to this team over the course of the next four or five seasons, as long as McMillan is the coach. I think, with, I think with Cam coming on the way that he did at the end of that Buck series, he can naturally take some of those minutes that Gallinari is just going to drop. Cause Very he, true. As he gets older, Cam can step in and play some of those roles. He can't play the four. He can't play that stretch four situation. Right. It's not going to be a good look. But you can kind of slide that rotation around because you got two quality bigs in Collins and Capella that you can make something work with that. All right. Chris, where, where do the Hawks go from here? Well, well, I'm glad that we talking about this because John Collins originally wanted out of Atlanta. He said, I should be a number one option on the team. And I'm so happy he had a change of heart. He No, don't get me wrong. He hooked his butt off this year. Absolutely. He hooked his butt off. He was determined to make everybody know he was a number one option. And he hooked his butt off. I think he got humbled in the playoffs, though. When he saw Trey going off, he was like, okay, you know what? Maybe I can't do that. But I could definitely be a, a good, peaceful championship team. So I think him changing his mind and wanting to stay in Atlanta, that's all they have to do is make sure they 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 sign him on a good deal, not one of those C.J. McCollum deals. Don't give him $30 million a year. Please don't, Atlanta. Please don't give him $30 million a year. Only person need $30 million is Trey Young and Nathan Miller. That's it. Please, please, please it. don't give him that. You got Capella locked up for a couple more years. You got Lou Will for another year, which Lou Will was in the tail end of his prime. But, but you know what? Lou Will is a, a native Atlanta guy. He went to right. South Manette High School and came straight out. Yeah, yeah. He wants to be in Atlanta. Yeah, he yeah, wants yeah. to be there. Yeah. Cam Reddy show flashes on why he was at Duke behind those guys. Um, you definitely, definitely can get some young talent in the draft. There's some lot of sleepers in this draft, so you can develop some more talent. But with your court being the average age of 25, maybe? 
Capella being the oldest in your young guys, I think you stand pat and you let those guys develop for another year or two under Nate McMillan because we've seen what Nate McMillan can do, which I don't know why he's just now getting an offer today. Like, I don't, I, I have no idea why he just inked his contract I'm a, today. I'm gonna tell you what, I think what happened was his. He wanted. I'm. I'm going to guess what happened, and this is pure speculation. This is not me with the insider information at all. I'm going to guess that he was originally like, "All right, I understand. Like y'all are just going to have me as interim, and like if if they don't get better, and we just get the wheels whipped off us, y'all going to get y'all guy in here next year." But like slowly but surely, when he was like, "Oh wait a minute, we winning, winning? Yeah, let let me go ahead and up that score a little bit. They got right. some playoffs." He said. Yeah, we're going we gonna to whoop the wheels off these Knicks. Julius Randle can't hit the beach from the ocean. All right, we're going to up the score a little bit more on him. And then he got to them conference finals, and he said, make me the highest-paid coach in the NBA, please. I need that. <laughs> I need it. Man, he earned I, it. I took y'all from 10th to 2nd in the East to the team that could win the championship. Philly, Philly was projected to be in the finals easily. Easily. They, thought, they said Philly had the cakewalk. I mean, objectively speaking, they kind of did. If Ben Simmons just had not the ability to shoot, the want to to shoot, they would have <laughs> right. won that series. They yeah, the want to lay the ball up. If he just was like, oh, Trey Young's under the rim, I'm like a foot taller than bro. Let me go ahead and yam on his head real quick. Like <laughs> they would have, they would have won that series. But I digress. It is what it is. If ifs and buts were berries and nuts, squirrels would never starve. So we got to move on to the more perplexing team now. Because we knew that this was going to take up a good chunk of the show. What do the Clippers do? Kawhi is our favorite topic. Kawhi is saying he's unhappy with the medical staff uh, for L.A. Um, There are questions about whether or not Paul George is going to be back as well at this point. There's a lot of questions about almost every part of this team. However, uh, Steve Ballmer went all in and gave up every pick that they had to give up that they could conceivably think about for about the next half decade for this uh, duo. So where do the Clippers go? Oh, um, and they got to pay Reggie Jackson too. Sheesh. Um, so it, what is Kawhi's contract status? Does he have an option this summer or he's yeah, got another it's year? A, it's an option. It's an option. And it's a team. It's a player option though, right? It's a player option. Yeah, it's a player. So, I mean, it, it depends on Kawhi. I'm pretty sure that in this case, Kawhi is going to decline and test free agency. But, um, well, Kawhi, Kawhi said, of course, I will decline and bet on myself. That's what he came out and said. He said, of course, okay. if I'm healthy, I'm going to come out and decline. Pack in the mail. He gone. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right. So I don't, I don't think. So here's my thinking. Either situation, I wouldn't do anything if I was the Clippers. Really? I know that sounds crazy. If Kawhi was staying, think of, think of it from this perspective. Kawhi got hurt, and you guys were two wins away from the NBA Finals. I know injuries happen with other teams and things like that, but it's safe to assume that if Kawhi was healthy, you could have made the NBA Finals with that roster. So if you had Kawhi for a more year, why not give it another run? I don't know what other teams are going to come into it, a healthy Denver, a healthy Lakers. I don't know what other teams are going to affect that. But why not give it one more run? Because it's not like you're in a situation to where you can necessarily flip Kawhi and get anything in return. It's not like a situation where you can break the whole thing apart and then rebuild with young players and draft picks because they're gone. 
So why not give it another run with everything you gave up to get this duo together? And when Kawhi leaves, because I'm pretty sure he's going to be going this summer, when he leaves, you're kind of in the same situation. You can use that Kawhi money to try to get, you know, some some mid-levels or some players between 10 and 15 million to try to fill out that roster. But at the same time, it's not much more you can do outside of that. Even though he had a great playoff run, it's not like Paul George has a high market value when it comes to trades. You don't have any other player that has a high market. The, the player with the highest value on your team is probably is probably uh Mark Markeith is oh no Marcus is in, on the Clippers right yeah Marcus, Marcus. yeah Mar- Marcus probably has the highest value and that's just because he shot what forty nine percent from three in the playoffs um so he can help out a, a contending team but at the same time what are you going to get in return from a contending team to help your roster. So regardless of the situation, I think it's just a waiting game and another few years of Clippers poverty. Maybe with this roster they have now, they make the playoffs a few times. But you just got to see these contracts through and let them let them do what they do. And once you finally get to that point where you got the money off the books and you got a couple of picks back from the years that's passed, try to start it all over again. But this current experiment is I see no way you can flip a situation by breaking it up. The old gots to see it through, my boy, man. <laughs> love it. Love it. Chris, what do you what you got for these clippers, man? Come on, talk to me. I know you love the slander room, but help man. us. Help the ah. clippers GM and you want to get ah. the slander territory. What you ah. got? Ah, I gotta <laughs> say something <laughs> nice about the clippers. Ah. All right, all right, all right. If I'm the if I'm the clippers. If I'm the Clippers. in the mic like a Flint rapper. Jesus. Listen, listen. If I'm the Clippers and I'm Steve Ballmer, the first thing I do, I say, hey, Kawhi, how would you feel about a new arena? You know, we don't want to be in the basement of the Staples no more. We made a mark this run. And I said this before. We made a run this year. We made we beat, we made history. We went into the conference finals. We never get that. I think that deserves an arena. How about that? How about you pick the doctors, Kawhi? You pick every doctor you want in here. Because, as Guy said, if Kawhi leaves, you kind of a middle-of-the-pack team. You are the Grizzlies. You're equivalent to the Grizzlies. And, you know and I, um, you, you got some points there. You got some points. You're equivalent to the Memphis Grizzlies. You're a seventh, eighth seed at best. And the world knows Paul George can hoop. The world knows he can. And his confidence might have grew a little bit in the playoffs this year. The world knows he can hoop, but... Can he hoop in the big moments? He showed this one, this 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 playoff run. He can't hoop in the big moments because he's been without Kawhi. He gave people forty one buckets. Everybody said Paul George ain't got that in him, but he showed he do have that in him. His confidence will be better this year. I was shocked. I'll admit that. Oh shot. man, you I was shocked. You <laughs> you was shocked. I had under in my part late, but we ain't gonna go there. We ain't gonna go there. <laughs> but uh, but so if you, if you think that. Paul George is going to come back and, and not duplicate that performance with more confidence. You're crazy. Cause I think now he's got like, okay, look, it ain't that hard in the playoffs. You just got to hoop the way I know how to hoop. You know what I mean? I got to be regular season PG in the playoffs so I can be playoff P. So that being said, I get Kawhi whatever he wants. He want 45 million. I'm sorry. I give you two year, $90 million deal. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, cause th- your window is this big. If you can get a ring, in those two years, because Brian's turning 37 in December, AD can't stay. Every time AD hit the floor, Lakers fans' hair fall off. Every time. Every time. <laughs> so you got Denver, who they still – Jamal Murray coming off an ACL injury. You don't know if he's going to be a 1,000% when he come back. Like, Jamal Murray going to be at a hoop, but you don't know what he going to look like. Clayton had two of the worst injuries. You don't know what Golden State going to look like. 
If I'm Kawhi, I say, all right, give me my max, sign Reggie Jackson back, and we're going to run it back because we're in a position right now where I don't think we'll have another window like this for another right. decade. We don't have picks. Even if you was to trade Marcus Morris, like you said, he don't have more value than PG to me. But PG, like, no team is going to give up a lot for a second option. Unless you're sending them back to OKC and getting some draft picks back, I really don't know how that helps you win now. So the only only solution for the Clippers is to sign Kawhi back. If Kawhi doesn't sign back, I say you just stand, stand pack, be a middle pack team like you always been. Seven AFC and just I mean, yeah, it's not like they ain't seen that before. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> just stay relevant with Paul George, Reggie Jackson, and Marcus Morris, and and that's just you. That's just who you are. See, here's the thing about LeBron. He's kind of distorted, like, our view of how old the players around him are. Um, some of these guys are kind of his contemporaries as far as age. Exactly. exactly. Paul George is about to be 32. Like, Paul George ain't no spring chicken that, like, oh, we're going to see better than what he did last year. Yeah, no, we, we've, we've every player that we're discussing right now, we've seen the best basketball that they have to offer. Exactly. Right, and, right. And to me, Kawhi is... And and people are gonna hate me for this. Kawhi, they need to let Kawhi go. They need to understand Kawhi's not worth it. And why do I say Kawhi's not worth it? This man has degenerative knee issues, and he is on his time. Kawhi is not the type of guy that's gonna go out there and pull an Isaiah Thomas move and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna play with this busted up hip," and like I'm gonna hope that it goes for the best. Kawhi gonna be like, yo, my pinky don't really feel good today. The only um, time Kawhi did that was when we was in Toronto, and that's because they was in the middle of the series, and he saw Clay go down. He saw all the injuries on go. So he said, yeah. if I don't play here and we don't win this title, I'm never gonna get a ring again. And I think that's the only reason why he did. He played out there I, with a limp. Honestly, I think I think that Kawhi is is gone, and I think that he's probably gonna go to a team like a Memphis that's on the verge of contending. They got money to spend because all their best players are very, very young, and they're a couple years away from big money. And, like, he going to try to get him a ring while, like, he's there as a first option in the playoffs. But during the regular season, it's like, y'all are all right without me, right? Y'all got this, right? Like, all right, cool. But, yeah, that's I think that's going to be the situation for him. Uh, for the Clippers as a unit, um, start going to the church, start going to the mosque, <laughs> uh, start going to – what's the Jewish one? Uh, what's the – what do they call it? The, uh, the, the temple? temple. Temple, yes, the man. temple. Wherever, uh, just start going there because it's not looking good for y'all at all. Um, even if you were to sign Kawhi back, where are you gonna find money for Reggie Jackson? Even if you were to sign Reggie Jackson and Kawhi back, you're still looking at a situation where your best player is a what thirty three year old with degenerative knees. No, Kawhi thirty one or thirty one of them. He thirty thirty one. Either way. This is a man that has not played like over three quarters of the season in what five years. Man. I am not. I'm. I can't put my best eggs in that. Like that's just the reality there. <laughs> so I mean, even if you were like, all right, whatever, I'm gonna just take the luxury tax, whatever it costs. You realize you're gonna get a luxury tax to get a second round exit. Like that's just the reality here. Uh, all these teams that we talking about coming back healthy, the Nuggets are the only one in the West that I'm like. Mm, how much better will they be with Jamal Murray healthy? Because he going to be one year removed. And that first year off of ACL, you generally feeling it out, trying to get your legs back right. under you. AD didn't have a world-changing injury. Brian didn't have a world-changing injury. 
And even coming in at 37, he's had more rest than he's ever had in the season, except for the last time that he won the championship, which was last year. So, um, yeah, if I'm the Clippers, just start praying. Uh, just get right with the Lord or <laughs> with the Lord's uh, or whatever deities you believe in, because they in a very bad situation. They're in a very dark place that I don't think is going to get much lighter anytime soon. But, you know, more power to them. Hold on. I got to speak on Blanco real quick. Blanco, 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 Blanco. Golden State, Ka- Kawhi Leonard to Golden State, Blanco just said. Let me tell you what's wrong with that. Money. Money, for one. Kawhi not taking nothing less than a max. Have y'all met Kawhi Uncle? Kawhi Uncle is Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob. He <laughs> needs every dollar, every dollar he can get. Every dollar Uncle he can Dennis, get. Uncle Dennis, do not play about that bread, boy. He do okay. not play about that bread. Number two. Do you really think Draymond gonna let Kawhi sit in the stands healthy? Do you? Do you? Let me. Let me I, actually, actually, I think from a personality point, I think Draymond would be cool with it. I think Draymond would be like, "Hey, nah, no, nah. Kawhi gonna be like, hey, Kawhi gonna be like Draymond. I ain't hooping today. I just don't feel it. Y'all got this today. No, no. Draymond here's gonna be the like, thing. Excuse me. Draymond gonna be cool with it. That's what I'm but saying. Let, but, Draymond but, gonna but understand. Let, let something not go right, Draymond gonna be on his head, and I don't know how Kawhi gonna handle that. Exactly, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Draymond gonna be barking in his Dr- ear the Draymond, second something Ka- go wrong. Ka- 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 not, think about all the teams Kawhi played for. He played for San Antonio. Tim Duncan, nice guy. Tony Parker, nice guy. But you guy. know what, though? When they start coming down on them in San Antonio, that's when everything it's, went sideways. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, it went sideways there. Toronto, they treated him nice. The only reason why he didn't stay in Toronto is because it's in Canada. If Toronto was anywhere else, Kawhi probably would have signed back and ran it back. But he wrong. was like, look, I want to go home. So Toronto, it ain't going to work for me. He said Canada got me paying how much in taxes? Bro, America <laughs> do not tax like this, bro. What is going Listen, listen. Universal health care. I'm a millionaire, bro. I can pay for my own. <laughs> listen, listen. Uncle Dennis said, yo, what? <clears throat> see you. See you. See you. Then the Clippers. Now he having a problem. The doctor said, Kawhi, it looked like you could play to us. You said, what? Oh, no, no, no. I'm out of there. Do you think Golden State not going to hold him to a certain standard after the culture they built the last few years? Right. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. I mean, shit, that, Kevin, Dur- Kevin Durant wasn't bigger than the culture, so Kawhi that's definitely the thing. I don't think I don't think that Steve Kerr and that front office would be cool with Kawhi City. I think Draymond will understand, like, all right, this is what we got to do to win. Like, you do what you got to do, but that for all the, the culture is 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 it's been too too long in progress. So. They that we they we, it's clear as day they take the regular season more serious. So, so Josh says running back, let it ride as is. Chris saying the same thing. Not too much you can do. You just got to figure it out. Me personally, you know, tuck your legs. I mean, tuck your head between your legs and uh, just hope that everything works out for the best. And uh, Kawhi, hope Kawhi don't get a huge payday from a team that's on the verge of being a contender. So with that being said, we got to go over to other folks who are getting paid. These college athletes, baby, they breaking out the bread. They breaking out. We got uh, we got Master P's son racking up a $2 million endorsement deal in college already because of the name, image, and likeness. Next day. Uh, <laughs> next day. Yeah. Next day. Oh, but peep this. Same day, Bubba Bowden and De'Aaron King of Miami both uh, secure $20,000 endorsements with College Hunks. Um, and we have Spencer Rattler partnering with Raising Canes for an undisclosed amount at this time. Fellas, first of all, 
who are some of the players in recent history that you know, if they were allowed to capitalize off NIL when they were in college, they would have ate up? Who Who is one player that comes to mind for y'all that you just like, oh, oh, he would have took a pay cut to go to the league? Man, one play. You know what? You know what? Since we probably thinking of more recent players, I'm going to take it back a couple years, years. If you go back to the early 90s, Chris Webber? Mm. Chris Webber would have been making big bread. Because if you look at just like the the general how... Hey, somebody said Michigan was already off that breaking off bread, but that's... <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but if you look at just the way basketball was played, not only from an on-the-court standpoint, but also like um, a style standpoint, the way, the, the way those guys, you know, conducted themselves... Man, they like changed college basketball. You know how much merchandise and and when they was out there rocking the black socks and the long shorts, you know how many endorsement deals they would have got off of that. Especially in the '90s when everything was like, "I'm cool, I'm hip." Like, come on, man. And remember, before them, everybody had on the little booty shorts, the the cooties <laughs> out there, and they were the first ones to be like, "Yeah, nah, I need my shorts with a little hang to them, man. I can't can't do them short shorts." So, I, you got some points, Chris. Who's your athlete that you know with an A? I'm a, I'm gonna do somebody now, and then after you go, Giz, I'm gonna do somebody from back in the day. But okay. the person now, Zion. What? As soon as Zion left college, 75 million Jordan. As soon as he left. Zion probably on a rookie deal, he making what 10 million a year? Zion probably his his year at Duke. Than that. Probably, probably would have made 40 million dollars. Cause you know what? He went viral his what sophomore year of high school or high school. Yeah. High school. Yeah. So if I had to pick a player as a recent, it'd be Zion. And like okay. I said, after Gibbs go, I'll pick somebody from back in the day. Well, I, I'll give y'all both right now. I'm going to give you, for, for recent, Johnny Manziel. This is, we're looking at a quarterback who has the <clears throat> traditional quarterback look with all, of, <laughs> with all of the swagger, with all of the talking, with all of the, he was as big of a personality as you could imagine on the field. And a guy like him being who he is, it just existed. That was a bad man. That You can say what you want about him in the league. In college, that was a bad boy. And he won a Heisman. And he won a Heisman. That right there, he would have been the guy for me. And if we taking it back, I'll probably say Magic Johnson would have been the guy to make a lot, a lot of bread. Because oh, he, yeah. was, he was a hometown guy. He Because he was from East Lansing, if I'm not correct. Was he? I believe yeah. he was from yeah, so he was from Lansing, Michigan State guy. He was a baller, and I mean, it's a reason that man's real name is Irvin Johnson. When is the last time anybody's called him Irvin? <laughs> like high that, school. That's the reality of it. He's he's just that personality. He's that guy. He turned his personality into a brand even after his playing days. So in college, right. oh, he would have racked up. He would have racked up for sure. Chris, who's your throwback player that would have made some bread off this nil? Hey man, it's a real throwback, but Kareem. Mm, okay. Ka- All right. Think about it. Kareem was known as the best high school player ever, best college player ever. And some arguably say he's the best NBA player ever. There's arguments for it. There's for sure some arguments for it. See, I'm here, just here's saying. the here's the reason I have to disagree with Kareem, though. Kareem is a huge star and like even back then all of the stuff that he made the lanes he made for himself he really did with himself with his interest in writing and movies and things like that but back then from I mean an endorsement standpoint basketball was considered a no-go zone 
I mean, yeah. if you look into the depths of it, too many black players, it was considered a dirty sport. The money wasn't there. The TV deals wasn't there. People wasn't really pouring money into Bro, they were showing basketball. replays of the finals. When he was, yeah. when, when Kareem was in college, <laughs> they would show like, oh, it's it's midnight. It's 1 a.m. Yeah, now we're going to show you what happened during the... And now uh, I knew it was the NBA finals. The Bucks beat the Suns, 98-92. Yeah, now over the weather, like they wasn't even showing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just... I, TV. I, I was thinking more so if like we put Kareem in today's college. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking. I don't know. I mean, if we talk talking basketball, Wilt probably would have got him because Wilt is the, he's one of them guys. Well, he's a, well, he's well, a personality. He's a Wilt, wouldn't have, Wilt wouldn't have saved no money. We know Wilt wouldn't have oh, saved man, absolutely. no <laughs> Again, again, I tell people this all the time. We talk about like, we talk about numbers and a lot, all that here, right? Let me talk to y'all about some numbers about Wilt, right? We all know the, tw- <laughs> we all know the 20,000 number, right? So condoms are 99.9 nine percent effective what's twenty thousand times point zero zero one you still looking at almost 200 kids bro that is crazy <laughs> that is cra- boy you crazy anywho uh josh you got a throwback player who you know back in the if they if we could bring them to the day or back in their day they would have had some wild oh no my, my throwback was well if you want to go current um hey Prince ooh, that's got a good, a good one, one. Prince got a good one with yeah. OJ. That's a good yeah, one. OJ Mayo. Hey, like Loki no, Simpson. Simpson. Simpson, fool. Simpson. Oh, OJ Simpson. The, the, the both of them. Both of them. Yeah. Both of them, though. Shoot. OJ Mayo back then, too. Was, he would have got some bread. He would have got some money. He wouldn't get OJ Simpson money. Oh, no, not OJ Simpson money. Not he would have made some money. He wouldn't have made OJ Simpson money. That's a good one. Yeah, OJ, OJ Simpson was, he was another one of those guys. He just was different, always smiling up. Hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, I just rushed for 300 yards against UCLA. <laughs> all right, yeah. man. All right. So with this NLI coming out, we've got a lot of argument, or really not a lot of argument, but there's certain people who feel like the NLI is a problem and there are uh, going to be negative repercussions from allowing players to get paid off their name like this in image. Is this a thing that y'all see with potential drawbacks or is this like a, hey, listen, Shut up. You're being stupid. You're being greedy. You're still going to be a millionaire anyway. Let these players get paid. Man, let let the players get paid. This is something that should have happened a long time ago. It's a rule that shouldn't have been put in place in the first place. I'm just happy to finally see it happen. And I don't see any... uh, I don't see any negative connotations that that could come from from them uh, passing this rule. Word, word. Chris, what you thinking, man? What you, what we got? I mean, okay. You got to remember that a lot of these kids, some of them don't have, didn't have anything growing up. And I'm not, I'm not knocking it. A lot of them did have stuff growing up. A lot of them did have good lifestyle growing up. When you put someone making $2 million in a, in a college atmosphere with kids that are on a student loan payment plan that's going to put them in debt for the rest of their life, that's where I feel like the worry will come in at. Now, granted, the athletes are usually isolated from the from the rest of the general population. Granted, but right. it's just going to be a lot of different. You you open up a window where it's going to be a lot of different complications with with someone's stature. You know what I mean? Like if I'm in chemistry class and this dude next to me making two million dollars, he ain't gonna have to. You don't need this chemistry. You know what I mean? He's just here to get his checks. You know what I mean? 
But and that's gonna kind of you still you still gotta so like these companies can easily write into your contract. Hey, you gotta stay eligible or else like right, right. I agree, right. I agree. But what I'm saying is they could pull up Ben Simmons, do it just enough to to get by and play for that one season and then not care anymore. Right. And and I feel like that's gonna be the attitude you you that's the the reason I'm saying that that's gonna be the attitude you're building for the newer generation. Like okay. it's gonna be you know what I mean? It's gonna be like all right, do whatever I got to do to get that endorsement check in college and skip school for the rest. You know what I mean? It's already I mean, one and done. But if you if you look at it, it, for basketball, it is essentially already that way with G League Ignite going like it is, with the overtime league coming up the way it is. Like, they, a lot of guys are just deciding to skip school altogether. All so I, I right. get what you're saying. You got some points there, but I, I'm going to tell you this. My thought on this is, of course, it'll have problems. What under God's green earth that has ever been rolled out on a massive scale to help out thousands of people has been without flaw or problem. Like that's just the reality of it. Of course there's going to be problems, but most of these problems are going to be self-correcting, right? So watch this. Everybody's getting all these brand deals and all these players are getting brand deals. And somebody was tweeting about how, uh, if you a third stream player on the bench, you shouldn't be talking about brands DM me. Actually they should be. And let me explain to you why. <laughs> right. Let me explain to you why. We talked about this off air a little bit with a young lady who got in early with her, with the young man that she's with, and she found a way to pull a very quality man just by getting in early. Brands are going to want to do the same thing. Joe Burrow, one of the most storied players in college football, was only a starter for two years. Yeah. Cam Newton, one of the most storied players in college football, a starter in the FBS for a singular year. Reggie Bush never led USC in rushing. Never once. Lindell White was their leading rusher every year. He might have led him in all-purpose yards. He was never their leading running back. What do I say to say all this? There is more to a team than just one player, and they should be out here looking for the lower players on the bench if these businesses are smart. Now, with all the downsides, of course you're going to have some players who are too focused on their brand. Of course, you're going to have some situations where players get taken advantage of, where, like I just mentioned, companies get in early like, oh, yeah, sign an exclusive deal with us. Yeah, we're going to give you $3,000 a semester. <laughs> and like Chris said, $3,000 a semester is going to be more than some of these kids have ever seen in their lives. And they're going to be like, yes, yes, I need that. And then somebody else is going to come along later like, yeah, so you're on the Heisman watch list. We'll give you 50 k this year if you just wear our gear. And they're like, oh, well, I'm locked into a 3K deal. It's nothing I can do about that. But all of these problems are self-correcting. As time goes on, the universities will figure out ways to make sure that these players getting paid and all that works in a way that everybody is it's more equitable for the players and for right. the businesses. It works in a way so that everybody understands. And what I've always said about NIL from the beginning, you know what companies love more than a personality? All the players that I mentioned as like, oh, they would have made big money. They all have one thing in common. They all either won a national championship, a Naismith, or a Heisman. And a winner is what these companies like more than anything. So once that <laughs> becomes a thing that people understand, everything will be fine. You know what's real crazy is magically, magically, and I got a little, because, you know, signing contracts is just something I kind of look into. 
How is it that they release a news and then 12 hours later, people sign a contract? Sound to me, they already had these already pre-made. You know what I mean? Sound to me, these was already kind of like under the table. Like, you know what I mean? Are you like, what? Now, wait a minute. Christopher Aloysius Allen, are you telling me that these folks had been conspiring and plotting on these deals before? They would never. Of course so. These are are morally upright and just young men, okay? They would not break NCAA rules. Hey, just throw me some bread and I'll say that nothing happened. I'll take Chris (laughs) out the game for trying to snitch on y'all too if y'all college athletes listen. But anywho, yeah, you're right. Absolutely, they was working on these deals beforehand. I mean, but at the end of the day, that's that's how that's the way of the world. Folks had insider information, and somebody's hey, hey, De'Aaron, bro, they they finna let y'all get paid for real. I'm going to go ahead and slide you this. As soon as they drop their news, we're going to drop our news. We're going to drop it a listen, day later, though, listen, so it don't look suspicious. Listen, listen, listen. Listen, $2 million, we know you're going to be worth 10 but $2 million you know, right now. But right I'm, now. I'm going to tell you something, though. I'm going to tell you something, though. Uh, Master P kid signing for $2 million got a lot of people up in arms because he plays at Tennessee State, and he wasn't even like a five-star big right. deal or whatever. And people are like, oh, look, it's a way for the rich to get richer. So wait. This is the thing that y'all got a problem with the rich right. getting richer <laughs> This is the one. So right. we we like we cool with like car dealerships. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna charge you 26 percent interest on a 08 Mazda six. But like, this is the moment where we like, I've had enough. No, nah. I love how, I love how Giz incorporate Black Lives Matter into every nah. podcast. Hey, look, I, 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 listen, that's not awesome. Awesome hundred a hundred. That's not even a black people thing. It's there, not, have been, it's not. there have been yeah. dumb white kids who go to a, a used car lot. Like, hey, listen, I just need a car. I just need a car real quick. And a lot is like, yeah, we can get you a car. Take this O2 Taurus. All you got to pay is $300 up front. And they're like, oh, yeah, how much is the car? The car is only valued at $3,000. And then they add on $2,000 worth of protections and then the 23% interest. And then, mm-hmm. boom, you got a my, my granddad, My granddad told me, he was like, if I had sense growing up, I would have rented a car and drove it to go buy a car. He was like, because if you showed him you don't need a car, be like, I just need something to be a toy car for for my for my dream car over here. They would always give you a good deal, man. They always. I mean, it's the, it's the, it's the reality of it. So I mean, it's if this is the situation that has you upset at the rich getting richer. Mm, okay, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> right. one last thing before we get out of here. Talking about the rich getting richer, we are looking at possible landing spots for Ben Simmons, okay? It has gotten to the point where I think everybody can agree he's probably going to need a fresh start. Like it, it, It's probably best for all parties, both him and the Sixers, for him to move on and go somewhere else. So with that being said, with that in mind, uh, right now, it is looking like a two-team race between the uh, the Kings and Timberwolves after the Pacers had their uh, original attempt denied because the Sixers are reportedly looking for an all-star level player. So where do y'all think are good potential landing spots for Ben Simmons? Are y'all looking at the Kings, the Timberwolves, or another team that has yet to be named? Um. I'm going to go ahead and let Chris take this one because I think, I know at least we do. I'm not sure if all three of us have the same opinion on the thing that's the best fit for Ben Simmons and the thing that makes the most sense because I still think he has some stock as far as getting traded for some picks in an all-star level player. So, All right, so, okay. For one, let me point out one thing first. I'll make this quick. I know I get long-winded, but first thing first. Hello, Lou Will. 
meet Rich Paul. That's Ben Simmons' agent. Lou Will, we, I'm just going back on a point Lou Will brought up. He never made more than $10 million a year. Well, hello, meet Rich Paul. Because Ben Simmons is going to be his ideal destination, making his ideal money for the next 10 years, making his ideal choosing in every system that he wants with no trade clause added to his contract. Mm-hmm. So first thing first, if I'm if I'm Ben Simmons, I'm looking at what team needs a playmaking defender because I don't want to score the ball right now. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't want to score the ball right now. So what team can I go to and just be a playmaking defender? And then what team can I get Philly to get an all-star back in return to help them in their finals run? Okay. So my ideal situation for Ben is kind of crazy. Y'all probably won't believe what I, when I say this. I will go to Toronto, see what mm-hmm. they want for Kyle Lowry. First, this is first. First first thing, first thing. If they if I get Kyle Lowry on a couple draft picks, that's cool. But then I will incorporate a third team. I would go say, hey, Draymond, how would you like to come to Philly, play with Kyle Lowry, Joel Embiid, and Seth Curry, and Danny Green? And Ben Simmons go to go to state. That makes every team better, in my opinion. Because the Raptors, you know you got to build through the draft, so you get your draft capital from Philly. Golden State, you're going to need a playmaker. And Ben Simmons don't want to score the ball. Draymond's getting older. Clay coming back. I like being over there a little bit more than Draymond. That's just me personally. Draymond's the perfect glue guy. But Draymond, all right, we don't know what Clay going to be like. Philly, y'all lacked on defense down the stretch. Here goes the quote-unquote, best defender ever. Add that to Philly. With Kyle Lowry, who's another good defender. And you got Seth Curry shooting the best field goal percentage he's ever had. Then you got Danny Green coming off the bench. And you still got Tobias Harris to get you scoring. He's going to get more touches without Ben Simmons there. And you got Kyle Lowry and Draymond being playmaking defenders. To me, all sides win. All sides win with that. Hmm. You know... You know, and the money works out because Dre Green, Draymond Green contract. Yeah. Yes, it, it, I thought about this. Yeah, when, and and sending him over to Philly, you gonna basically eat up a part of Ben's contract, and the rest would be used for Kyle Lowry. That makes I, sense. I'm telling you, I thought this through the other day. I'm like, that'd be the perfect ideal situation for both. Kyle Lowry goes home because he wants to play for Philly. You know, he's from Philly. Right. Then you got Draymond coming, so you lose the defense in the height with Ben, but you got Draymond coming. Tobias can go back to his fourth spot. Seth Curry can play the three. Kyle Lowry can shoot the three. You got Danny Green coming off the bench to chase around those guys, so he, he ain't just out there doing wind sprints. Well, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. Okay. All right. Josh, what you got, man? What you got for um, us? I, that's a completely different direction I thought Chris was going to go. We uh, was discussing it off air, and I didn't really think of a lot of trade destinations that that one Philly would desire and two the team getting Ben Simmons in return would be happy for it. Cause I figure if they trade them, uh the teams that would be looking to go after Ben Simmons would be contenders. Um right. this this playoffs definitely hurt his stock. And I think players that are looking to rebuild don't want to give up that much to have Ben Simmons be their centerpiece. So the one thing that I was thinking, which one doesn't make sense because we don't know the status of all of the players in this situation. And two I think it would um, put Philly in the same spot as far as like production goes. If you take both sides of the ball, I was thinking Ben Simmons for for CJ McCollum in a pick. Yeah, yeah. Just because that makes sense. That's a trade that makes sense. But um, after the playoffs that Ben Simmons had, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we saw Ben Simmons in, in Philly next year unless Philly is able to 
um, conform on what they're asking for Ben Simmons at this point. So quick question. Does Ben Simmons have a no trade clause? I don't think so right now, but I think his new contract he will. Because I think Rich Paul, typically, that second contract, that big contract, he always does no trade clause. If you look back at all his, his clients, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, listen, Rich Paul, he's the guy. He's the guy. When they said it was only eight players who got paid all any money before the bubble started and all eight were represented by Rich Paul, I said, wait, oh, how did how did all of them get all that money? Or <laughs> Hey, you, you a different breed. He in, he in a whole nother league when it comes to the agent business. But if I'm looking at uh, a situation where Ben Simmons has a no trade clause, that makes it a lot more difficult. But no, no trade clause. Hey, Blanco. This this we might have to name this Blanco's interlude because this show is for you, man. We <laughs> hey, going over to Sacramento, bro. Going oh. to Sacramento. I'm, now listen, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. If Sacramento is willing to give you uh Buddy Hill, Marvin Bagley for Ben. You telling me that you don't take that if you feel it? Mm, you Again. lose a lot of defense though. Ooh, that's a with lie. Buddy Hill and Marvin Bagley, you lose defense, but the amount of offense and the amount of athleticism that you get back. I'm but but right but that. then okay, you lose a playmaker too because Curry not a playmaker and Buddy not a playmaker like that. So who going who who gonna be a playmaker? But in in Philly's offense, their offense is not a up and down pace and space offense. They're a half court team, so you don't necessarily have the same need for like all right, we gotta have. Guys who can thread the needle. We got to have guys who know. Right. If you a half-court team, you're just like, we're going to run our sets. We're going to get guys to their spot. We're going to get guys open. We're going to get it to Embiid in the post. We're going to let them find somebody out the post. And then after that, you say, hey, if y'all can get some dribble penetration, we good to go as far as that goes. So, I mean, I, I too think that him for C.J. McCollum in the pick makes the most sense. But him going to Sacramento, if you don't got a no-trade clause, if I'm Philly, hey, big dog. Go on to the Sunshine State, Brody. Go on and enjoy your time. <laughs> I know you used to date a Jenner. Go ahead and say hi to her when you get on out there again because you're gone. You're, you're out of here. And I think that that honestly, to me personally, if you get Buddy Hill, Marvin Bagley, and the pick, you're in great territory. You're in really good territory as far as yeah. Marvin's very young. Buddy is an older guy because he came out after being a senior after four years. We get it. But Marvin's super young, still got a lot yeah. of growing left to do. You can trade Buddy for almost anything, honestly. And watch this. When you make Marvin a, a, a three to a four, a swing three and four, and you move him into bias based on what the other team is presenting you, you got a really good situation going. And I mean, if, it, if it be get hurt, bang, yeah, play you play the yeah, that's, that's actually very true. I just I'm just be worried about their playmaking because they really don't have a guard other than oh, Senaransky sure. on that bench. And but if you get uh, if you get so if you got the Kings pick out of this draft, you would be looking at number nine. I'm not saying Suggs is gonna be there, but you're gonna get a decent point guard at nine. You can find a decent point guard. Hey, Ooh. sleeper for any team that's out there looking to get a, a guard who has some playmaking ability, but it's mostly a wing. Don't sleep on Moses Moody out of Arkansas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Moody. And you know what? Moody moved up the drive board day by day this season. He started off as like, yeah, late first. And then right before the tournament, he was like, oh, he might be a lottery pick. And then by the end of the SEC and NCAA tournament, everybody was super high on him. So 
I mean, I'm just saying, this, it's a lot of ways this can go. Thank you all so much for coming out and listening. I hope we kept y'all entertained today, man. I, I know Blanco was entertained. I know he had a great time watching today's show. We got a lot of Sacramento slander in there. I know y'all talk, tired of us talking about Ben Simmons and these trades and the finals and these college athletes getting sponsored by Raising Canes. No coleslaw, extra bread, please. But peace and love, y'all. Come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Yeah,